Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Hired Geek Podcast, episode number 176, with Greg Rosenbaum and Julia Chantillo from South by Southwest EDU, uh, talking about uh, this year's conference, uh, the themes and sessions that they're really excited about, uh, as well as just generally ways to get involved for folks who are interested uh, looking ahead to the future as uh, in-person events. Uh, you know, they resumed last year and uh, for South by and for a lot of other events. So I know a lot of folks are probably thinking about getting it back out to conferences. So uh, they've got some great advice for being involved. Uh, this is an event that I love, so I'm really grateful for the space to uh, chat more about it and why I love it so much. Uh, so definitely connect uh, with Greg and Julia and uh, check out South by Southwest EDU, uh, the conference uh, happening next month in March uh, in Austin, Texas. So I uh, hope to see folks there. Uh, but without further ado, this is episode number 176 with Greg and Julia. We are here to talk about uh, what has quickly become uh, one of my favorite events every year after attending my first one last year. Uh, you know, after you know all of us taking a long break from in-person events, uh, South by Southwest EDU came back in person last year. I got the opportunity to go at an amazing time and looking forward to getting out to more events. But I feel like, you know, starting off with just kudos and, and you know, outpourings of love. I feel like, you know, it's such a great professional home for me that I found as sort of, you know, content creator, ed tech, sort of off to the sides and margins where it's a place where everybody's kind of welcome and kind of colliding with each other and all that cool stuff. So we'll talk more about this event that's coming up again this year in Austin in March. Uh, so uh, we will start out, though, as we always do with our guests introducing themselves, giving brief overviews of their professional backgrounds and how they got to be where they are today. We'll start with you, Greg, and then go to Julia. Just so excited to be here. I love that you called out South by Southwest EDU as a professional home. I think that's always been sort of an aspiration for us. And uh, to hear you say it back on air is, is was wonderful. Um, so I'm Greg Rosenbaum. I'm the senior director for South by Southwest EDU. I joined uh, South by Southwest back in 2010 to help launch the first ever South by Southwest EDU um, and have had the privilege of, of growing an event and an amazing team and working with a really amazing group of people ever since then to to expand it from what was sort of a 800 person K-12 Texas focused event into what is now a national and international with over you know 40 or 50 countries represented um, convening. Um, and I've been passionate about education my whole life. This was sort of my first gig out of college and um, it's been a wonderful growth journey. I'll pass it over to Julia. First and foremost, thank you again, Dustin, for having us. It's been really exciting um, to have you join us at the event last year and we're really looking forward to uh, having you join us again um, for this March as well. Uh, I'm Julia Chatillo. I am the programming director for South by Southwest EDU. So I oversee all of our conference and festival programming components. So everything from our sessions and workshops to um, our different, uh, more kind of curated programming, like our film series and our performance series, um, competitions, keynotes, features, things like that. Um, my first South by Southwest EDU was in 2014. I actually um, joined the team in a different capacity. I used to work a little bit more with um, specific sessions. And then um, I worked in the press and publicity side of things for a while before moving on to overseeing the program in 2016, I believe. Um, but uh, I actually got my start um, 
in events at South by Southwest when I was in college. I went to the University of Texas at Austin here. Uh, and so, but completely working on different verticals, not an EDU, but really fell in love with uh, community building in that sense. Uh, and then went on to work a little bit in cultural administration and communications, uh, cultural development and museums before coming back to South by Southwest and joining the EDU team. And uh, as Greg mentioned, you know, I can only echo that it's been um, a really great experience and a privilege to work with uh, not only internally a great group of people to build uh, to build the event and build the community, but really getting the chance to meet so many people that are passionate about education and uh, that are really working to move the needle forward. Um, it's a big privilege uh, to do what we do every single year. And yeah, it's full circle. Great to talk about it as well. Yeah. Well, it's so funny, too, that like it's only been around for now a little over 10 years. But I think it could, it, one, I think it's just so solidified. Again, that kind of very unique space, I think, amidst all the kind of other conferences that I've been to or know of and everything. But then I'm also thinking of just like the pandemic time warp where it's just like that felt like it was like so much lot where it's just like, oh, no, 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 no. Again, it was only, you know, that lasted, and, you know, it's kind of we're on the outskirts of it, uh, you know, that it's been something that is so unique, again, that brings together K through 12, higher ed, you know, nonprofits, policymakers and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, for folks who may not know, and I guess to hear it from somebody who's there at the beginning, uh, Greg, what is South by Southwest EDU? Um, so South by Southwest EDU um, really started as an idea that the energy that has made South by Southwest what it is, which started in the 1980s as a music festival, turned into a film and technology conference and festival and has kind of grown is now in its 36th, 37th year of convening. Um, but but really South by Southwest has always stood for convergence convenings and bringing disparate communities within different spaces together to really energize and support creativity and creative professionals to achieve their dreams. And we had seen so many shifts happening in education um, over the course of that journey for South by Southwest in the 80s and the 90s and the early aughts. But um, coming out of the recession and in the transformation of schools as they started to adopt technology, we sort of saw this opportunity to create a forum for people to come together and have conversations about what was changing in education in sort of a unique way. Um, and so we've built over the last 13 years this conference and festival convening. It's the four days before the rest of South by Southwest kicks off, which is then another 10 days in Austin, Texas. Um, it is, uh, we talk about it being a conference and festival so that there's sort of like a holistic way to approach the event and the convening and, and Julia will speak more to that. Um, but I think the other part that makes it really unique, which you sort of alluded to Dustin has been, we've really worked hard over the course of building the community and the event to bring together all the stakeholders within education and learning. We know learning starts at a very young age and early learning and it kind of transitions into kindergarten through 12th grade, goes into higher education and workforce development, and then kind of follows us throughout our lives. And so if we're not connecting the dots between all those different communities and all the stakeholders at each of those sections, or we're maybe missing some opportunities to really talk about development for students and for learners in a way that is meaningful. And so that's always been sort of like the, the North Star for, for our work here at South by Southwest CDU and how to bring that all together. Um, and we do it through this conference and festival piece, which I'll pass it over to Julia to maybe talk a little bit more about. 
so yeah, in terms of kind of the nuts and bolts for folks that, um, you know, may be interested, never attended before, we are a conference and festival like the other South by Southwest uh, events. And what that means for us, we're of course not, you know, specifically a music festival or a film festival, um, but we do try to bring that South by Southwest spirit of creativity uh, to the education space. So on the conference side of things, you know, we'll host upwards of 300, 350 sessions across the four days of South by Southwest EDU across a variety of different session topics um, and kind of learning experience formats. So, you know, to Greg's point that because, you know, we really try to bring all aspects of the education community together, we don't necessarily have a theme every year, uh, but we do try to pay attention to obviously timely topics in, you know, current events around education, but also just timely, you know, instructional practices, pedagogies, things like that. So we'll have everything from short solo presentations to panel discussions to more in-depth workshops, podcasts, we're really excited to host as well, um, mentoring opportunities, things like that. And that's what we consider kind of a conference element um, of the event. Uh, we're also really excited that a lot of our conference content for a number of years now, we've been able to work with the Texas, uh, with, I'm sorry, for, uh, with the Association of Texas Professional Educators to provide uh, continuing professional education credits to our educator community. Um, that's something that's really important to us. And that's where, um, that's what we also focus our conference content on. And then on the festival side of things, like I said, we don't, you know, we're not necessarily a music festival or anything like that, but we do host a number of unique opportunities and engagements uh, for our community. We run uh, two competitions. Our launch startup competition is for early stage educational products and services. Uh, that's been going for, I want to say, 12 years now. And so that's always a really big, high energy uh, and creative uh, opportunity at the event. We also uh, run our student startup competition, which invites high school students from all around the world to apply and pitch their ideas. These aren't necessarily education um, focused products, uh, but we're really looking to celebrate um, teen entrepreneurship. Um, and really kind of the future of entrepreneurship and startups with that competition. We also run a film program where we feature educational documentaries and features about issues in the education space from all around the world. A lot of really um, big, powerful topics um, and ways that, you know, educators can use that medium in their classrooms as well. And our performance series, which is similar, but uh, also highlights the performing arts. So we've had the um, distinct pleasure of having spoken word and musical performances, dance, theater, uh, kind of everything in between. Um, and that's really something that uh, we like to highlight, not only from kind of our roots from the South by Music community and the arts focus there, uh, but just really highlighting the big power that the arts have, obviously, in um, in classrooms. No event would be uh, would be complete without a whole host of great networking opportunities. We have everything from parties and socials to morning hikes, walking tours around Austin, pop up dinners, structured meetups. Uh, really great opportunities for folks just to meet like-minded people um, to start kind of their own next creative projects. Uh, and the South by Southwest EDU Expo, which really, you know, focuses on the on the future of learning, um, highlighting a lot of great innovations this year. Um, we're really excited to partner with Learn Platform um, on the Expo to not only host uh, different uh, vendors and displays, uh, but also we have a startup village and some programming spaces in there. So really trying to just uh, create 
a lot of energy um, it, and to help kind of uh, as many people share the great work and ideas that they're working on uh, with a lot of people all in four days. But that's a little bit more on the on the event itself. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing all that because I think, you know, that's something else that sets it apart, like, is that there's such a sort of rich, vibrant you know, array of options. And I, I tried to like dabble in as much as I could last year, um, just to kind of see like, oh, this is really great. You know, I love the socials. Like as somebody who works remote, it's just like, that's like such a huge, you know, thing for me of like getting out to an event is like, I want to network and all that. So it's like, what's kind of the pathway that I want to uh, go for that. And then um, something else that I'll just share to kind of capture this anecdote on the podcast uh, that I've shared with a lot of people elsewhere is that when I went on the expo floor last year, I met somebody from Pathify where I now work. So it was like a seed that was planted. I had no idea about the company ever, saw what they did, thought it was really cool. And then months and months later, ended up working for them because they saw that I was available. And, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, you guys do cool work. And um, so it was a great serendipity, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that'll constantly just be a kind of a part of uh, my professional story is that uh, encounter there. Um, so I'm uh, very grateful for that. But um you know, I know last year, you know, I was I was there as part of the uh, podcast stage, which was a, a new thing. Um, so I don't know if there's anything like kind of brand new for this year or just anything you're excited to continue to do or kind of iterate on or whatever. But um, and we'll, we'll stick with you, Julia, to start this one off. But just sort of what you're excited about for the conference this year. You know, if they're like you said, you're not obviously like having like a theme for the whole event, but with kind of current events of this moment, like what are the themes that you're seeing kind of emerging for uh, the event this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that overall, what, you know, I'm personally excited about, and this is, you know, maybe a little bit more, more broad, but, you know, last year, we were just so overwhelmingly, not just excited, and on on a certain level relieved, but also just so moved to see the energy and the passion that people brought to a return to in-person events in 2022. I think that was, you know, you know, I can't lie. I think all of us were a little, you know, trepidatious as to how it would go. It would be the first, you know, kind of big first foray back. And we had so many people that just expressed how excited and how happy they were to be there. And I think that more so than any one specific session where somebody, you know, in my position, um, I love my children equally. So, you know, I can't, um, I can't pick one, but I think that above all was just the most gratifying thing and the most exciting thing and the most almost just kind of momentum building um, thing uh, for us uh, looking forward towards the 2023 event. So, you know, we're really looking forward to building off of, again, that energy, um, but also exploring it. It's, it's, you know, it's more than just about, you know, surviving the present now. It's really looking um, toward the future and something that we aim to do every year, kind of once, you know, the dust settles, once everybody's gotten a little bit of sleep um, post-event is really think about, you know, yeah, what what do we want to create with with the next year? And and again, we we don't do the themes like like you mentioned again, but something that from a programming standpoint that we really aimed to kind of deliver with this year's program is we wanted a program that was unexpected, that was valuable to our community, that was again energizing, that was inclusive and future forward. We're always you know looking ahead to see what um, what is, is is on the horizon. And so it's always interesting to see which trends um, 
you know, are new, but also things, some, some trends that are kind of, kind of staying the course in terms of still uh, building out specifically, you know, in the higher ed education sector, uh, we're paying attention to, you know, the blending of higher, of higher education, in the workforce, that's not necessarily, uh, obviously a new trend, but it's definitely something that as globally, you know, things and skills and um, economies are shifting, that's always going to be a big point for us. And I, I would say the new part of it is um, what are the specific variables that that we're working with and, and seeing how things shift. Um, you know, a, a couple, you know, real sessions that we're excited about that kind of touch on this topic specifically is, you know, we'll have um, Kendra Scott in conversation with um, her colleague from the University of Texas at Austin, speaking about uh, female students and female entrepreneurship and kind of the next uh, wave there we're really excited about. We also have a really great session that um, that speaks to the um, formerly incarcerated um, individuals and their uh, pathway uh, to the workforce uh, through higher education. You know, we'll have Jobs for the Future, the formerly incarcerated college graduates network. Um, speaking on that topic in addition to other great speakers. Um, another another trend in the higher ed space that we're that we're thinking about is what's the role of traditional institutions versus non-traditional and not alternative spaces. Uh, we have a great um, talk on that one um, that's speaking about, you know, what is college worth it with um, with folks like the Minerva Project, um, outlier.org, um, JFF again. Um, so I think just the continual kind of evolution and innovation in a lot of spaces is something that we're, we're really excited about. Um, but also just seeing what, um, how creative, uh, how creative different um, elements of our community are. Not only is it, is that speaking to specific sessions and specific topics, but, you know, like I mentioned, we also have, we'll have a performance this year that is really highlighting um, a student ensemble from New Jersey City University. Um, led by uh, Martha Mook, who uh, used to be a collaborator with David Bowie and really going through his creative process and what kind of what what that means from a pedagogical standpoint. Um, we also have obviously a lot of great work being done by our competition finalists and um, different films that again touch on these different topics. So I mean, big shout out, I will say, I can't, I can't not mention the session, but I'm really excited to hear from um, the University of Virginia. We'll be speaking about Cavman and Confessions of a College Mascot. So it's, you know, it's everything from these uh, bigger conversations around people to these more kind of specific things that um, all play a role in, uh, you know, to what to what Greg mentioned in, in kind of a student's journey, um, whether it's these big global topics that really um, define and determine the entire ecosystem of what education is to the day-to-day either college experience or classroom experience or mental health support, which is such a big topic um, every year. Uh, so there's there's really um, things like that. Some other trends that we're seeing outside of um, just, you know, and personal things to be excited about, but um, a lot on student agency and voice, um, both from higher ed and in the K-12 space, whether that is student advocacy work, uh, which is really great to see, to just, again, hearing from students on what the student experience is. It's really important, um, not only to us, but, you know, I think to our entire community. Um, 
content creation actually has been really big this year. We're actually very excited for your meetup, Dustin, um, on the topic, um, but also just seeing all the different platforms, everything from, I think we're, we're going to have a workshop on um, using TikTok uh, to, you know, to write thesis statements, um, to how to use podcasting, to how to use film, um, which has just been really, really cool, I think, to see you know, how more of these technological mediums as they're advancing, not just in education, but what impact they're having there. Um, you know, I'd be remiss to not mention metaverse, AI, uh, data science, a lot of these uh, terms that we're seeing, again, more broadly, but really kind of seeing these implementations in education, I think is always really exciting. Um, always new, always fresh, always innovative, even year over year. We've definitely, you know, we've had sessions on these topics before. We'll continue to have sessions on these topics in the future. Um, but in a given moment, you know, you're able to see how these things are progressing. And, um, and I think that's really great. Uh, the, the last few things that I'll mention, because again, I could probably talk for hours on this and, and I know Greg, uh, will want to share some of, uh, some of his personal favorites and what he's looking forward to as well. But, um, you know, Dustin, as you mentioned, of course, you know, we are, I think it's really important to address in general the current events that are happening in the education space, both from a, of course, a political standpoint, but also just a cultural standpoint. And so, you know, having those conversations, um, holding space for those difficult conversations in some instances um, is really important for us and, and our community. And then, um, as I mentioned, and as frankly, as you know, as, as Greg mentioned before, you know, we're always looking to make to make sure that we're bringing as many people uh, to the table to the event as possible. Um, and not only is it making sure that the that we're covering everything, but it's also actively thinking about who's not at the table um, and um, who uh, who we can engage further. Um, you know, something that we paid attention to. Um, a lot this year um, and really wanted to uh, increase uh, the conversations that we were having on the program um, was surrounding Indigenous voices and issues in the education space. Um, we're really looking forward to having a conversation um, that specifically focuses on Native higher education, um, which will uh, be uh, a session presented by the Native Forward Scholars Fund and uh, Montana State University. And that's just one example. Um, so yeah, that's like I said, I could probably keep going and going, but um, I know that, uh, I definitely know that Greg has uh, some other uh, things that he's looking forward to, so I'll pass it along to him. I think Julia, as as the the programming director, has such a great insight into all the, the goodness on the program, and so I appreciate all, all the highlights from that. You know, one of the things that I'll call out is sort of how we create a lot of the programming at the event. You talked about Dustin, South by Southwest EDU serving as sort of a professional home. And I think we like to reflect community back and how we approach programming more broadly. And so um, for those that are unaware, we do a crowdsource programming platform called Panel Picker that allows community to submit programming ideas, allows folks to, to then vote on those ideas and advisory board to, to, to chime in. And so a lot of the trends and the, the topics we're seeing at the event this year are actually things that the community has shared that they've been thinking about for the last nine or, or 10 months and really think uh, elevates a uh, need for a conversation and discussion at the event. So it's, it's, it's really exciting to see all that kind of come together. Um, you know, for my part, I think there, there are two things that, that have been always, I think, at top of mind, especially as we think about how, you know, South by Southwest's role within education and, and convening this event has been sort of the intersection of culture and learning and, and how those things come together and bringing unique voices to the stage to really talk about the impact of learning in, in their journey. 
Um, one of our keynotes uh, this year is going to be the architect Frank Gehry in conversation with his uh, sister, Doreen Gary Nelson, talking about design-based learning and education, which we are just thrilled to have, um, you know, that blend of, you know, a practicing architect and an and artist in, in the field and an educator really talking about how you blend those things and how you bring that to fruition. And for the two of them to lean back on 50 or 60 years worth of work and, and how that's played out over the course of their careers is going to be super exciting to see um, in person. We also have uh, a conversation between two very notable athletes, Christy Yamaguchi and Eric Armstead, talking about um, their foundation work in education and, and sort of their perspective coming to the table. We even have um, the Variety Educator of the Year doing a performance um, and a U.S. Poet Laureate talking about um, their pursuit to identity through art. So I think the, the cultural tie in, in, in education and the opportunity to sort of thread that needle from from both the art side and the education side and, and the impact that's having is, is a really cool sort of space for South by Southwest EDU to, to be able to shine a light. Um, you know, as it relates to higher ed, I think beyond artificial intelligence being a big, big trend in the coming year, I think um, research and development and educational products and, and sort of the impact that it's going to have um, to have better, you know, research backing for, for what's working and efficacy practice uh, around education products is going to be a big through line. Julia talked about uh, our partnership with Learn and the Expo floor and being able to sort of highlight, you know, all the all the things on the Expo floor that are having efficacy and impact with their, their tech products, but also um, we have a featured session with the U.S. Department of Education and a few other leaders talking about that as well. Um, so those are a few things. I mean, I, I think Julie and I could probably talk for 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 well over an hour about all the, the fun things we're excited about. It's a really big program, but, um, you know, we're excited to bring people together and talk about what's going on in learning. Well, and it's funny, the punchline that I kind of think of is like, because on one hand, it's like, yeah, you'd want to be like super responsive to the things that are happening right now. But I feel like if it was like too responsive, because again, like you have that idea of like, okay, well, like what are things that people have kind of been like sitting with and, you know, thinking about over like the span of some months when, you know, things go through panel picker and all that kind of stuff. But like, I feel like so many articles and hot takes are coming out right now about like chat GBT and that'd be like half of the like session schedule just be like that being like, I don't know what this is. What do we do about it? Um, so it's like good to kind of have that balanced approach where it's like, yeah, that's in there. That, that's you know, been around for a few months, but we're not going to like, you know, kind of get too noisy about it. But because, yeah, like you said, I mean, you're kind of highlighting kind of the diversity and the breadth of just the you know, the the content types and the topics and, you know, the folks that will be uh, having those conversations. And I know the one uh, which is certainly very timely and kind of uh, I'm sure was kind of anticipating this a bit around um, educating incarcerated individuals where there's been, you know, policy changes around that, which greatly impacts it. But there obviously needs to be a lot of conversation around that, because I my worry is that you know, as, as it is with things like this, sometimes there's going to be this sort of like gold rush where it's just like, Oh, cool. A bunch more students who can get Pell grants or something. And it's like, it's very much easier said than done to, you know, deliver education, quality education to, you know, folks who are incarcerated. So 
Um, I know I'm, I'm really excited about that one. But And I think something else just in terms of how you all are sort of delivering the, con- the conference itself and the, the content of it uh, that I was really impressed with last year was the uh, EDU online, the live digital experience and having that be something that's kind of, you know, happening in tandem. So whether you're on site and you missed something, you could catch it. Or, you know, if you can't be there, you can kind of have an exclusive uh, experience that kind of shepherds you through, you know, a lot of the kind of... Uh, you know, big keynotes and like larger sessions and stuff like that. So, and I guess, uh, Greg, if you want to just tackle this one, like kind of the thought process around creating that and sort of, you know, why that was important, obviously coming out of the pandemic to sort of have that be kind of happening in tandem with the um, onsite event. Well, I mean, needless to say, as event organizers, the last few years have been uh, both challenging and informative in terms of just finding create creative and new ways to, to reach community and, and sort of share the same work and ideas that's going on in the education space and new forums and means. And, um, you know, it's interesting for many years prior to, to 2020, we were doing a lot of content capturing and, and dissemination, but the, the focal point of being able to do that well and effectively beyond using platforms like YouTube or SoundCloud to kind of get content out, it, it didn't crystallize the same way until we had to produce our very first completely online South by Southwest EDU and South by Southwest. And, um, you know, coming out of that experience, what we we learned is that there was an opportunity to reach people where they're at and to lower the barriers um, to access an event by not having necessarily to travel to Austin, Texas to participate. But there is great value in being face-to-face. And that is still sort of the bread and butter of South by Southwest is coming together in person in Austin. But, um, you know, there's just such value to sharing the ideas and the work that's going on and creating a platform to support that going forward, both as you were talking about, sort of in a real-time hybrid environment, but also with some some uh, longer tail for folks to continue to engage in the content has been super important. Um, so this year we are tackling another hybrid event. You'll be able to watch um, keynotes and featured sessions live. We actually worked again this year with Carrie Byron from Mythbusters fame to do a live studio where we're doing in-depth interviews with a bunch of the key leaders at the event about education. You know, you can kind of unpack content in the context of a sort of pre-planned presentation, but the informal conversations that happen in the studio, I think allow us to go, you know, one or two layers deeper in that in that context and is a really great add to the event. Um, we also have a few other sessions that'll be available live. We know that there is a robust network and community that's available. So there's like one-on-one networking, there's some live chat uh, opportunities as well as uh, Q&A. And, and I think um, for us being able to connect it into that live experience so that there is an element that is live in real time, you can engage with the same keynote that the folks sitting in the room are engaging with or the same featured session makes it uh, a really special moment. It sort of builds that, that moment that hi from, you know, I'm from Delaware coming and coming at you from Delaware, but, but really there's also an audience of a couple thousand people in the room and you're at, you're able to ask questions and, and engage. So, um, you know, for us, we think that going forward, being able to, to continue to provide some sort of digital experience is going to be an important part. Um, but you know, it's not, uh, I think we have learned a lot that, you know, producing a fully in-person event uh, takes a lot of energy. Producing a fully online event takes a lot of energy. And then doing them in tandem 
is again takes maybe double the amount of energy and so um, we're continuing to refine that process, but there's a lot of opportunity within. Kudos to you for tackling it, because I, I, I will say to sort of my kind of cursory observation of a lot of I guess, higher education, at least events is like, I don't feel like anybody else has really gotten it yet. Like they'll either do like what something feels very separate or the one that I do not understand at all is where they have an on-site event and then an online one like three weeks later. And I'm like, I, I don't really get that because again, it's like literally separate. You're like doing the same thing twice or whatever, but like having it feel like the hybrid and obviously like you're not getting the full experience like you said, but like you're kind of getting the best of and you can still engage, you know, so it's like, okay, I want to be like sitting at my desk while this is happening to kind of uh, feel a part of it and everything. Yeah, I I think it's a, a great investment. I, I hope again, whatever shape it takes, there's always a little something uh, of that experience moving forward. But yeah, I just, I'd really like to how you all put that together. But Julie, on kind of the content front, I kind of a question that I had was we've talked about kind of the breadth of uh, you know the the themes and the the uh, session types and everything. Just sort of to bold underline, you know, circle this kind of point, like. Because like how Greg mentioned, like the origins of this was like a Texas focused K through 12 event. Like there's an alternate universe out there that was just like, you know what? No, we're going to put walls up. This is it. It's just for this. Nobody else is welcome, whatever. And it's like, fine, cool, whatever. You know, yeah, that's you can do whatever you want. But obviously, again, like it is that space for so many different people to collide and share thoughts and collaborate and network and all those sort of things. Like, what is it to you that makes that? so valuable to bring all those diverse professionals together like i don't know if there's just maybe like an anecdote or just any sort of broader thoughts that you have of like why that's such an important part of kind of the dna of this event it's been said already to your point you know like underlining and circling i think that you know so much of education broadly is is more siloed both in the us and globally and and some of that is out of necessity right you know there's different educational levels there's different subjects there's you know, there's just some things do obviously have to be done differently. And so not, you know, this, this is said with absolutely no kind of detriment to any other events that, that focus specifically on, you know, middle school math instruction or higher ed administration or, you know, anything like that, you know, they, they do what they want, they do it very well. And, and frankly, we see ourselves as a complement to those kinds of events and those kinds of convenings and to all of those communities. But the magic of our event, I think, really does lie in the people that come to it, in in our community. I mean, I think that, you know, we like to say a lot of the times that, you know, we're not just event planners, we're community builders. Um, and I think that for what we're trying to do, that is um, is really where it lies. We we work to create space for people to to um, share those new ideas, to um, evolve those new ideas, to build upon them uh, with one another. We create, we try to create space for people to have difficult conversations on a lot of to uh, topics. We try to hold space to, you know, for folks to have really, you know, kind of blue sky, out of the box thinking. And really that energy, you know, we, we create the platform and we, and we, you know, we amplify and we celebrate it. But a lot of what we do, I personally, I think, you know, really comes from those folks um, in terms of, you know, an anecdote, Dustin, I think you already, you know, probably gave us one of the best anecdotes. The fact that, you know, you were walking on the show floor, you met somebody and now this has led to um, a new professional opportunity for you. Um, we've, you know, we've had uh, EdTech Women launched actually at South by Southwest CDU in 2013. Um, and we've had a lot of advisory board members that have moved uh, from it moved throughout kind of the education space from the classroom to leadership to education business. 
another great story is, uh, I believe, actually also in 2013, uh, Clever and Kahoot both participated in our launch competition. Uh, and now, you know, not only have they merged, but they're, they're leaders um, in the ed tech space. And so being able to have stories like that um, and to see kind of what kind of what the event was as a starting point for a lot of people, I think is really gratifying and really special and something that, you know, we feel really privileged to have. Um, but I think that really the energy and the magic again, isn't, again, it's not just about what we build as a program. Don't get me wrong. I'm really proud of what we do, obviously. And, and, you know, we, uh, we're really intentional and we, we really believe in, in, you know, the program as, as it is and how we built it. But so much of the event also is in those serendipitous encounters um, attendees have on the show floor at networking events while doing karaoke, um, meeting, you know, who's sitting next to them between sessions in line to see something, um, you know, for everybody who's been to South by Southwest CDU before, big shout out to the Hilton lobby. We hear it all the time that that's some of where people's, you know, most valuable uh, time was spent. Um, so I think that, you know, ultimately it's really about those connections. Um, and I think that's what makes, uh, and obviously the more diverse of a group of people from viewpoint, from industry background to job profile, to role, to um, the diversity in that is really what makes these, again, serendipitous encounters uh, really that much more powerful. And to be able to, you know, hear at least at least one, usually a lot more um, specific example every year, having somebody come up to us and be like, hey, I met so-and-so at the event, um, you know, last year, this year, we're doing a session together, or this year, we're, you know, we're in business together, or, you know, frankly, we have even heard, and this year, we're getting married. So um, it's really special. Uh, and um, I think, you said you said it actually the best, Dustin, which frankly our entire team has been so high on is this idea of a professional home. Um, it's something that we again are really grateful that um, our community sees us uh, in that way, that sees the value of what we build in that way. We're really proud of of what we can deliver, and I think that ultimately, um, and again, it bears repeating, but just what we're able to kind of conceptualize in an actual experience is, you know, what Greg mentioned is, you know, that student journey and that, you know, really everything that really speaks the best to what we're trying to do from early learning to K-12, higher ed and continuing um, and professional development as well. That's really, we really want to honor the entire learning life cycle because at the end of the day, you know, whether or not you work day to day in quote unquote, the education space, education is important to everybody. Everybody's an education stakeholder, whether we're talking formal education, whether we're talking about learning how to do something, you know, around your house, you're still learning. Um, so ultimately I think that that's really what you know, what really makes us special. Yeah, that's a very beautiful sentiment. And I'm, I'm glad I could uh, teed you up uh, from the jump to, for the uh, professional home kind of uh, tagline there. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely believe it. I've told people that a lot uh, in my own time. But um, yeah, I also was thinking like that you have to put that on like a t-shirt or something where it's just like, you know, I'm a South by Southwest CDU baby or, you know, whatever. Um, but I uh, I will say another anecdote. I forgot about this one, but I went to the uh, like first timers like uh, session like meetup uh, last year, and one of the facilitators, um, she 
lives in the same small Delaware town that I live in. And I like went up to her after the session was over. Like, so you live in Newcastle, Delaware, like literally that town, because like the county also is called that. And like, so whatever she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, we live like less than five minutes away from each other. So now we've like continued to like connect and we'll go to each other's houses uh, over this past year and everything. And um, yeah, it's those sort of things where it feels like, you know, I had an amazing time, you know, having sort of those like, kind of random collision conversations and then there's been you know on top of that really kind of deeper core connections that have sustained and everything um you know in addition to those so there's obviously yeah just a, such a kind of hive of activity and connections that i i've made and uh, obviously so many others have as well but yeah i mean it is like such a powerful point too like you said that like we are all stakeholders in education because like we all benefit from being in a society of people who are educated and you know all that so it, it really is just like well how are you coming at this because like wherever you are there should be something that resonates you know at the event i think that is something like you said like it is such a beautiful compliment to all the other kind of more specialized things where I know for me, like I'll sometimes just kind of look at the, uh, you know, the event and just be like, this just doesn't feel like for me, like, it, you know, and I'm sure that they would, you know, scoff at that and be like, oh, no, 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 everybody's welcome. But it's just like, yes. And I, I'm sure I could, you know, try to carve out my niche at some place, but it's like, yeah, like you are choosing to focus in on something and that's going to be hyper relevant to those people that you serve. But like, yeah, in addition to that, it's nice to have a space where, yeah, you can just sort of, you know, start to branch out and see, okay, how can I do things that help better serve, you know, yeah, like students who are coming through from K through 12 or, you know, going out to the workforce or any of those sort of things. So, um, yeah, really powerful stuff. And I guess, uh, I think a great place to end here, you know, we, the conference is coming up as of the posting of this in just a, a few short weeks, but, um, whether it is at the event coming up or if people are thinking about maybe they might want to attend in the future or get involved in some other way, um, and we'll start with you, Greg, on this one. Advice that you would get for folks uh, for getting involved in the event? Well, you know, I think your experience sort of speaks to it, you know, in, in many ways that I think if last year was your first year, I think you also spoke last year. And so you participated in Panel Picker. You kind of went on the journey of, of bringing an, an idea to the table, having it, you know, go through that process, getting selected to, to speak and share that work at the event and then participate in the first ever podcast stage. So, you know, I think for, for us, it's, it's really like, first off, like come attend the event, come experience it, come join us in Austin in March. It's March 6th through 9th. Um, there's no better way to kick off two weeks of South by Southwest. You know, it's a South by Southwest sort of celebrates um, the creative professional. And, and we feel like educators and education profession is a great way to kind of get that creative professional work going and, and a way to, to launch that experience. So, one, join us in, in Austin. I'd say two, you know, think about how you want to show up in future years. You know, Panel Picker will launch next summer as we think about 2024 and beyond. And um, we have all sorts of applications for the film program, for performances, for our startup competitions. We support a high school student startup competition. So sort of at any age level and, and interest, you know, think about how you want to show up and participate Um and, you know, and then I think long term, Julia said this, uh, I think earlier, but, you know, we see ourselves as community organizers and, you know, we started, yes, as a, a Texas K-12 event and have grown over the years into a much broader community. And that's in part by listening to the community and hearing what we're doing well and what we're missing, you know, and if that's something that you want to share with us, we'd love to hear. So 
I consider myself and then really the whole South by Southwest EDU team as being super accessible. Shoot us an email, reach out. Like we'd love to start a dialogue and think about how we can better support the work you're doing in this space. That's literally the the most exciting part of our, our job. And to see it come to life once a year is awesome, but we love to do it all year. First off, echoing everything that Greg said, of course, uh, definitely come see us uh, to steal again Dustin's line. Come find your professional home, March 6th through 9th. Um, we really won't put that on a t-shirt, I feel like. Um, but, you know, we, we do really try, um, and this is this speaks a little bit to what both of you were saying, um, we really do try to create an experience that supports folks at any stage of their career. Um, so we really do hope that anybody will gain from attending, experiencing, networking with other folks. Um, you know, that's really important. And, um, and yeah, again, just for my part, definitely always love to, to chat more about um, Panel Picker. Um, as Greg mentioned, most of our programming opportunity um, uh, opportunities that are application-based will open um, in the summer towards the end of June, beginning of July. Um, you know, and we'll definitely, you know, provide kind of more um, resources and things like that, for, especially for folks who it might be their first year getting involved in that process. But, um, but as Greg mentioned, you know, we're, we're always here and happy to answer any questions or, um, you know, bounce any ideas off of that. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, it really distills to, you know, we hope you, we hope you come join us, uh, have a good time learn something, do some karaoke, um, meet your new best friends. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we really, we really, you know, especially if you're, if you, if you're working on something that you're not seeing at the event, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, we, we want to hear from you. Um, if you're working on it, other folks probably are as well. And, and it's an important part of, of the education space. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I decided to kind of go all in from the jump of like, you know, yeah, throwing my hat in the ring for a panel picker and all that. But I think, like you said, it, it is good advice to just sort of like dip your feet in of like going to the event because then you get to see sort of like, oh, I like this part more than that or whatever. And they would see what kind of uh, sessions are there. And, you know, yeah, you may be inspired then to say like, yeah, I met somebody that I want to collaborate with or I, I feel like something maybe is missing and you sort of, you know, uh, reach out to get that feedback or say like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, you know, step up and try to, um, you know, let my voice be heard and those sort of things. So, um and yeah, I know like there's the mentoring opportunity, like there's kind of different pathways where you can kind of like start to kind of get your foot in to be like, you know, featured on the schedule in some way or another, or yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of different ways to kind of start to kind of graduate, you know, involvement and everything. And I just appreciate y'all, you know, making space for, you know, as many people as you can at the event and uh, looking forward to being there in Austin with y'all in a few weeks. And uh, just thank you all so much for uh, sharing all you did and, you know, the work that you do uh, to put this event on and nurture the community and everything. And we'll have ways to uh, connect with each of you and South by Southwest EDU uh, in the show notes as usual. But yeah, just thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for having us, Dustin. It's been great. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.